Hello everybody, welcome to the Should We Write Show on 91.5 FM, WMFO in Medford, Tufts Freeform Radio. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thank you for making this show part of your day on this final weekend of May. Can you believe it? <laughs> We're about to hit June on Monday and I, I gotta tell you, wow, you talk about this year flying by fast, it sure is and it's amazing to even be sitting here thinking hmm, last week we were about to or entering memorial day and now here we are we are about to enter the month of june but either way it's exciting and it's definitely a a, a blessing for sure to make it up to this point but usually we start off the show talking about sports and all that encompasses in the world of sports but not today not today today i'm not going to start off the show talking about sports rather a bigger pressing issue that's going on in the world that needs to be addressed and i'm here to address it accordingly when i was blessed with the opportunity to host my own radio show and thank you to all of the um, the leaders at 91.5 FM WMFO for that one thing that I made a vow to myself is that I was going to use my platform to talk about important issues when need be here we are yet again needing to have that discussion and to have that Dialogue and in this case monologue, but more of a dialogue between me, the radio host and broadcaster, and you, the audience. And we have returned to an all too familiar site in this country, and it's a shame. We have returned to a point where we are yet again faced with an issue that was first brought to the forefront several years ago, a few years ago, as a matter of fact, by Colin Kaepernick. Remember, in the fall of 2016, the the big controversy with Kaepernick taking a knee and the reason why he took the knee, but yet unfortunately it was hijacked by the media in which it turned into him disrespecting the flag, which wasn't the case. If you may recall, and it's the beautiful thing about the internet today, you can go back and YouTube that clip and that interview to listen to Kaepernick's explanation as to why he took a knee during the anthem. He made very clear what that was. He said it because of the unfair treatment of people of color and minorities by law enforcement and also due to the killings of minorities of men of men and women of color by law enforcement unarmed at that here we go again we have another 
tragedy and murder of another unarmed African-American in George Floyd. When this happened, and for some reason this week, to be honest, this hit me harder than I thought it would ever would. Not just because I am a man of color, I am I am an African American, although I am actually of Caribbean descent, Caribbean and West Indian. But I had the chance to see that video, and that video ignited a sadness and rage and anger that I haven't felt, haven't really felt before. It's indescribable. And one thing I I will say is this. In the process and having the opportunity to really process my emotions over the last few days, I allowed myself to feel, to feel hurt, sad, angry. That yet again, here we are finding ourselves at the intersection of social injustice and law enforcement. Now, this isn't a a political show at all. Never was, never will be. But I bring this up because if you go back and you study the very reason why Colin Kaepernick took that knee, this is exactly why to the T. And for a lot of folks who don't want to hear the truth, I, I don't feel sorry for you. But the truth cannot be cannot be ignored. With the pandemic already going on and the world on pause from everything that we once knew it as, the truth yet again has has reared its ugly head and has brought all of us to our knees as a society. And the truth is, when the messenger came and to deliver a message, you disliked the message and decided to kill the messenger, to shoot the messenger, not literally, but figuratively. And it's downright amazing to me how we have found ourselves back at that very place in 2016 when Colin Kaepernick at that time still a quarterback in the National Football League brought that message and the issue to the forefront and even in 2017 when peaceful protest swept across the NFL and the players taking a knee people were upset angry because people took it as people died for that flag and the players were disrespecting that flag it was never about the anthem it was never about the flag it always has been about being able to peacefully exist and live the problem with people in society in today's world is that too many times people want to have their cake and eat it too but when it comes to the lives 
of the disenfranchised and the people who bring it to the forefront, such as the athletes, there's a problem to be had. Now, I don't know about you, but I do know this. I do know for a fact that if you have a chance to really sit back and think about things over the last few days and where we are in spite of the pandemic, and I keep coming back to the pandemic because the number one thing that has struck me through all of this is that even through a pandemic, racism doesn't stop. And the message that was, de- that was delivered and talked about by the Kyle Kaepernick's of the world, the LeBron James of the world, the Chris Pauls of the world, and other prominent black athletes in America, the issue was quickly turned and hijacked by both society, but especially the media in particular. We've seen that way too many times where the message and what its intended purpose is gets distorted into something else completely. Why it doesn't shock me? Because I've seen this too many times. Too many times. What I personally will never understand for the life of me is that we have we have allowed ourselves to continually turn a blind eye. And for whatever reason, I don't understand how yet again we find ourselves at a critical juncture of an issue that has yet to be really addressed in the way that it should. I want to use this opportunity now that I have to get this out there. I am a man of color, a black man, and proud at that. I'm passionate about what I do. Very passionate. I'm very passionate about sports, but I'm even more passionate about the world that I that I exist in. I'll never forget a message that my father used to tell me when I was young. He used to tell me, Shukri, you are an endangered species. And I never understood that. And it used to drive me crazy when he used to tell me that. I will be the first to honestly admit that. But the older I got, the more I began to understand. And especially in the last six years, six, seven years at that, I really began to really understand that more and more. And it's situations like the George Floyd that incident that took place in his in his murder in Minneapolis that has sparked protests and so forth that has made me really fully realize and understand what my father was trying to tell me all these years ago and how that message still applies to this very day you want to know what's amazing you see the videos the video is out there in its entirety of what happened the surveillance from how it all started to him 
being laid on the ground in handcuffs and so forth. It's all there. There's no excuse. So the excuse of ignorance, it that's it's not it's not there. The video is literally out there on social media right now. And you go back and you see that video. And the harsh truth is this. As that man was sadly begging for his life and you saw it in plain sight. I could not help but to honestly think that this is exactly to the T what Colin Kaepernick was bringing about in 2016 that subsequently led to him being blackballed out of the NFL. That is that topic and discussion I'm not going to get into because right this particular moment in time, this is not what it's about. But the fact of the matter is this. We, for too long, have had a problem with the message and the messenger. And you continue to turn a blind eye to a situation like this. It is very impossible for me to sit here and in good conscience in the position that I've been blessed with and not say anything about this and gloss over this as if this doesn't exist. I just can't do it. I can't stay silent. I will not just stick to sports. Not now. Not ever. I was given a voice. And a powerful one at that. And I'm going to do my part. With, God, with God's grace and permission. And his blessing. To use my voice to bring awareness. And talk about such topics. That people have deemed as uncomfortable. We're not ready to have that conversation. That conversation has been brushed under the rug for too long. And that conversation was a conversation that in which in which that Kaepernick himself brought it on and talked about it and has talked about it in great lengths since he brought it to the national forefront using his platform to, to, to peacefully protest. And you have George Floyd's death on camera in full video as an example as to exactly why he did what he did and that in itself is the God honest truth you can continue and choose to willfully have a problem but when you don't address the issue at hand the way that it needs to be addressed you will, you will run into problems. And the problem is what we have currently. I'll say this again. This has always been a predominant sports talk show. No question. And if you've been following the show for almost a year now. You know that. But I have never shied away from, from talking about things that needed to be talked about. And this is one of those times in which that I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to back down from talking about a topic in which that 
needs to be talked about and and for some that may seem uncomfortable because I'm not here for your comfort. I'm not here to worry about how it makes you feel because your comfort level is being challenged when people are dying. And I will say, I will end this segment on this note. I hope and pray from all of this that more and more people are finally waking up to what was being talked about and brought to the national limelight just four years ago. This is not an issue that just started four years ago. This has been going on for decades. But it's only gotten worse. Or should I say, or quote what the great Will Smith, the actor, has said. Racism hasn't gotten worse. It's, only, it's now being filmed. And, unquote. In advent to the fact that, oh, by the way, we have cameras. Everybody's got a video phone now or a smartphone or a camera phone at least. Pictures are taken. Videos are taken. It's just that what was once hidden is no longer being hidden. And I'm going to say that my heartfelt condolences goes out to the Floyd family. Into the community, into everyone in the nation who is shocked, hurt, saddened, angered by his murder. And may justice always prevail. And may the truth always prevail. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the return, or should I say the possible return of the NHL and what that new format will look like in terms of matchups. This is the Shukri Wright Show at 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. This is Shukri Wrights. You are listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Tough Street Farm Radio, and the TuneIn Radio app.
Welcome back to the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM, WMFO in Medford, Touch Free Forum Radio. Glad you're able to tune into the show um, today, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. Thank you, as always, for making the Shukri Wright Show part of your Saturday. And I want to take the time now to go to read over the, uh, the PSA. The PSA is brought to you by the Ag Council in 91.5 FM, WMFO in Medford. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here always to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call. Send a text. Set up a video conference. Post on social media. Dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, try a cough, and shortness of breath, Call your healthcare provider before going to their office. For more information, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. So in this segment, I want to talk about the big news that came about on Tuesday afternoon. And we had an idea about, I believe it was Monday, that some news from the NHL was going to be um, announced. And I, and honestly, I had a, a little bit of an inkling that it would probably be pertaining to the return of the NHL um, at some point later this summer. And I, when I first heard the news that the NHL was going to be returning, I was actually very excited. I'm still pretty excited. I just want to um, make that clear. And on so many fronts, you know, it's it's a start of return to normalcy. And I think that with hockey returning, it's really going to be a great um, set of precedents in terms of the other pro sports leagues to, to try to do their best to return. And with the NHL, and I, I, I maintain this belief throughout. Honestly, I've always felt that the NHL returning would appropriately signify the end of the season the way that it should end. And that's with the Stanley Cup being awarded. Now, I understand the concern that that does lie in terms of, you know, like, is it the right thing to do? Is it safe? You know, what about the health and safety of the players? And all of that is 100% valid and legitimate. Personally, I do think about those things. But the truth is, is that every single time that we leave our houses, it's literally a risk. Literally. Because this this pandemic is no joke. I mean, this is a highly contagious disease. So, I do think that that if if we were going to return to uh, professional sports at any point given in time, that all of the risk and the pros and cons were going to have to be weighed. No, no question. It would be foolish if it wasn't. And I will start off this premise by saying the following. On a psychological level, the return of sports would be enormous. Enormous for every sports fan in this country where 
I've talked about this on the show that sports is so important to the psyche of this country. You know, it is it is everything. It is a great distract, distraction from our everyday troubles. Of course, the entertainment aspect, but the fact of the matter is that sports is a powerful, powerful entity. It has the ability to unite and to create and ways for everyone to be able to come together for a common for a common goal for a common cause and so forth now the NHL when when the news was released on Tuesday they came out with a detailed plan of what that tournament will look like once play does resume and they talked about this in great details on NHL tonight on the season information now the clip I'm out to play is courtesy of the NHL network this is from the NHL tonight broadcast from this past Tuesday May 26 to go through this uh, line by line. As you can see, the overwhelming uh, piece of information we got, there will be a 24-team uh, tournament coming up. Top 12 in each conference ranks, ranks excuse me, by their points percentage in the regular season. That regular season has officially come to an end. Uh, each conference will be assigned one hub city, so one in the east, one in the west. The remaining seven teams will be entered in a draft lottery. That draft lottery will consist of possibly two phases. As I mentioned, the regular season is complete for awards and record-keeping purposes. Uh, some other bullet points that we took away from that uh, video message there from the commissioner. The top four teams in each conference will play a round robin. That determines the seeding for the next round. Uh, remaining eight teams in each conference play a best-of-five qualifying series. Uh, playoff overtime rules do apply. The first and second round will be best-of-five or best-of-seven. The conference final and the Stanley Cup final will be best of seven. So that is what we do know as we welcome in uh, EJ Raddick uh, joining us now on NHL Tonight. EJ, look, a lot more clarity on some of these things, these rumors that were floating around for the last couple of days, but still plenty of question marks up in the air as far as certain things uh, coming out of this video from the commissioner. What was your biggest takeaway? Like, uh, uh, you know, we don't know oh, if we, we have brackets or if we have seating. And if we have, you know, seating, that's, I think, a fairer way to do it. But maybe we are going to be in a situation with brackets where, you know, you'll, you'll have a path, a set path moving forward. So that's one thing. And then the other thing that, you know, is still up in the air is the first two rounds when we get to a regular playoff format, will it be best of five or best of seven? And that's still to be determined as well. All right, so plenty of question marks uh, regarding that situation. The one thing that stood out for you that you were just talking about, the hub cities. And you like those 10 teams that they've whittled it down, although they still said it is a fluid situation and they'll choose the best two cities when it comes time to make that decision. Yeah, a lot of factors go into that decision right now. And from the people I'm speaking to on the league side, the PA side, some agents in the business, and to some players too, there's a spirit of objectivity, and number one, there's a, uh, a spirit of health and safety, really. That's really what's paramount, and if you look at the rate of transmission uh, to this point, that's a factor. Population density is a factor. Arena availability, multiple arenas, multiple facilities, hotel, accommodations, all a factor. And when you look down the list here, 
this is great news for fans because fans, even though physically they might not be able to be in the building, they will have a vested interest and a sense of pride in that perhaps it's their home area, maybe it's their native state, whatever the case may be, their home province, home city, and Columbus, uh, just right off the top, has an outstanding setup for you NHL fans that might not know, especially being the fact that their practice rink is within the game rink, much similar to the model here in Jersey with Prudential Center. So a lot of great facilities there that can make themselves available and additional rink options. My old hometown of Toronto has a lot of rinks and I think all things being equal, that adds a little intrigue to this and certainly a little bit of fun to it too. Yep, and like we said at the top, it certainly seems like this information today means that we are heading in the right direction. Absolutely. Four phases, we're in phase one right now, we could move to phase two coming up uh, in early June. A special thanks to um, NHL Tonight for the, for, for, for the clip and as well as the explanation and as you heard in the video it was talked about how like the, the hub cities and asked for the fact that it hasn't been determined as of just yet like one for the western conference one for the eastern conference in terms of where what those hub cities and where those hub cities will be i want to point out that um because of the uncertainty of the of the pandemic and the situation that we're all in that that hasn't been determined as of just yet, and it may not be determined for um, for a little bit. So that'll be something that we'll definitely have to um, keep in mind and, and monitor as we move forward. But but in terms of just the overall format, I love it. I absolutely love it, and I'm gonna tell you why. The reason being that I love it so much is because you're giving teams that were either already in that were hanging on for their playoff spot and teams that were on the quote-unquote bubble the opportunity to compete for the standing cup so basically what what it would be is that is that for example the 24 teams all right you have your your four your four teams in each in each conference like your top four seeds that are they're not playing in the in a, in a round robin format as for here locally, the Bruins are number one, Tampa Bay Lightning, two, Washington, the Capitals, three, and fourth being, I believe it was the Pittsburgh Penguins, but but let me um let, let, me, let me double check and make sure. I believe, yes, looks like, looks like it is, oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually the fourth team was actually the Philadelphia Flyers. So the Pittsburgh Penguins is um, is fifth. So with that being said, um, I think when you look at the the, the, the overall format, I, I, it's it's a lot to lot. It's a lot to like in the in the round robin um, round. Um. You basically would have the top four teams play for the first round seating. That's number one. The qualifying round, the remaining eight teams, they will be playing the best of five series to advance to the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And the playoff overtime rules all would be in effect. And in the first and second round, the formatting, the seating versus the bracket series links, that, that will be determined. And in the conference finals and the Stanley Cup finals, there are they will both be the best of seven. 
And basically, the winners from the qualifying round will play the top four seeds in the first round. And individual first round series matchups, that all remains to be determined. So, early thoughts on it. I like it a lot. Which means the Bruins will have the opportunity to win the Stanley Cup. And I also want to point out this very important factor because I've heard and I've seen it across social media throughout this whole week that, well, good luck with getting the Stanley the Stanley COVID Cup. And that's to, number one, why, why disparage the Stanley Cup because of the pandemic, which is to no one's fault. It's not the fault of the NHL that, that, that we're in the position that we're in right now. It's not the fault of the Boston Bruins that they're in the position that they're in right now or any team that wins the Stanley Cup. I don't think it's fair that any team who wins the Stanley Cup will have that, you know, like tainted or have a quote-unquote asterisk because it wasn't under normal circumstances. And I think it's important that I even say that Sports returning at this point in 2020, nothing will remotely be normal. Nothing. Nothing. And and we just have to literally go with the punches. And that's just how it's going to have to be from here on out. Until we really return to a full-blown sense of normalcy. So... For example, if the Bruins were, and if in fact, and and this is again a big if, if in fact we do get the opportunity to play, that's on the NHL, and the Bruins, they get their shot of redemption after falling one win short of winning the Stanley Cup last year. This is their chance. And if they go on to win the Stanley Cup, I don't, think I would want any Bruin fan in this city or region to start saying, yeah, but no, there's nothing remotely normal about this at all. And the fact of the matter is we have to absolutely do our part in, you know, accepting the reality for what it is. Nothing is going to be perfect at this point. And just roll with the punches. That's all we could really do. But the news that the NHL is returning, or is planning to return, is thrilling news all the way all the way across. We'll have much more time to dive furthermore into this, especially in the coming weeks. As we get closer to July and so forth, we have time. I mean, and as the NHL has pointed out, this is a very fluid situation. I mean, things can change in a blink of an eye, as you and I know all too well through this pandemic. Things can change very quickly, which is why I say if we do, in fact, get back and hit the ice but the fact that there is a re- there is a plan in place officially to return to play once the green line has been given is thrilling news and no matter how you may slice and dice it 
I'm going to tell you this for a fact, the qualifying round, it's going to be some of the best hockey that we've ever seen, considering that it will be a best of five and not a best of seven. So that will only increase the importance of every single game, especially the game one. Especially that. Coming up next, why I am actually going to be rooting for a particular sports league to fail. Because enough is enough. Enough is enough. I've had it. I've had it with their with their in-sport shenanigans and their politics. And I'm not talking Democrat versus Republican either. I'll talk about what that is coming up next on the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. This is Shukri Wright. You're listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Tough Sweet Farm Radio. Your head gets dumb So much to do, so much 
Welcome back to the Sugar Right Show on 91.5 FM, WMFO, and Medford Tough Street Farm Radio. Uh, before we continue, I want to go over a couple of um, housekeeping items in regards to the Sugar Right Show on 91.5 FM, WMFO, and Medford. Uh, we have a couple of new episodes of the Sugar Rights Podcast over on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, check it out. Um, for those that that may be new or listen to the show for the first time, um, all broadcast archive broadcasts of the Sugar Ranch Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford is available to listen on demand on iHeartRadio, Fox, not, not excuse me, iHeartRadio, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify as well on demand. And during the week, you could find new episodes of the Sugar Rights Podcast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Spread the word and definitely have a have a pretty good list of uh, guests of people who come on the show and whatnot. And it's pretty entertaining, informative, and so forth. For example, I had um, Cam Connors, uh, former NHLer, on the podcast for a terrific interview with the former um, first-round draft pick of the Montreal Canadiens of 1974. Definitely, 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 please check it out. It's on iHeartRadio now, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as some pretty good um, interviews with other guests as well. So it's all there, including the archive of this show. It will be all on on um, iHeartRadio, Fox, not Fox Sports, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So definitely check it out and, and so forth. And uh, and also you can follow me on social media at Shukri Wright at S-H-U-K-R-I-W-R-I-G-H-T-S. Hit me up on the, on the gram, on Instagram at Radio underscore S-W-R-I-G-H-T-S-R-A-D-I-O underscore you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. So, if you have any thoughts in pertaining to the show today, leave a voicemail at 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636. So, I ended the last segment talking about how I am actively now rooting for the for a sports league to fail and I'm talking about Major League Baseball and I really am I'm at a point now where I am becoming extremely fed up and impatient with the nonsense that's been going on in terms of the players and the owners 
going back and forth over money and so forth. And I want to point out something that has really sent me over the edge over the last uh, few days that I'm going to talk about during the segment. Number one, the sport itself has already has already major problems from the culture of the sport to the way that it has a marketing problem not to mention also they also have a problem with just simply able to get out of their own damn way like the thing that really got me upset and I talked about this on last week's show in terms of the big the Blake Snell um, comments and so forth the thing that got me upset is we are at a point now where baseball could really, really, really just just blow itself up. And there was a golden opportunity in someone and actually I want to point out something. I want to give credit to Tony Maserati. Very, very, very well known baseball reporter here in Boston. And he brought up a point on 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 his program this week in which I said to myself, you know what? He's right. He's absolutely right. Baseball had a golden opportunity if it was able to get out of its own way that they could have been the only professional sports league in action, live games every day and so forth and get eyeballs because the fact that we as a society, we are so horny for base, for, for sports, period. Not just baseball, but for sports, for live sports. We're horny for it. Like, I'm going to give you an actual case in, case in point. Last weekend, the fact that six plus million people tuned in just to watch that fantasy glorified golf tournament that that was for a great cause but the fact that we sat there for four or five hours at a time tells me everything that I need to know even those who never normally watch golf and be completely honest if you're not a true golf fan if you're not a golf fan it's okay but the fact that we that we sat there for four or five hours at a time just to watch golf tells me how starve and craved we are for sports and baseball had an opportunity to capture eyeballs and generate massive ratings but couldn't get the collective heads out of their own tails and it really drives me it drives me nuts you had Max Scherzer come out this past week and Max Scherzer is one of the one of the best pitchers in baseball right now no ifs ands or buts about it he is and the thing with Max Scherzer that really that really stood out to me and I want to talk about this in, in great detail because he tweeted out something late Wednesday night that really got me thinking and feeling, you know, base, baseball can go choke itself out. So this is what he, t- he tweeted out on Wednesday night. 
where he said, quote, After discussing the latest developments with the rest of the players, there's no reason to engage with MLB in any further compensation reductions. We have previously negotiated a pay cut in the version of prorated salaries, and there's no justification to accept a second pay cut based upon current information that Union has received. I'm glad to hear other players voicing the same viewpoint and believe MLB's economic strategy would completely change if all documentation were to become public information. So what I gathered from that was the owners are asking the players to take more of a pay cut. I'm sorry, what? And my thing in terms of I'm gonna I'm gonna try to dissect this long little by little. Remember at the beginning of this whole thing, in which that the players ha- have basically come out, especially Blake Snell saying that no, I gotta get mines. I I want my money and what I sign up to get paid. You remember that? Yeah, I so do I. So, my thought at that time was, wow, you want to talk about being tone deaf. You, 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 you don't get it. You really don't get it. Now, hearing this, my whole thing now and my problem with Major League Baseball has become this. Their owners and players, you are damaging your own sport over greed because this is what it comes down to greed money I'm not saying money isn't important but considering the times that we are in the owners they want more of the pie the owners honestly seriously screw you screw you because You've already asked the players to make a sacrifice. And now suddenly you're asking them to sacrifice much more. And now on top of that, the question becomes, what are you willing to sacrifice? I haven't heard a, I haven't heard a darn peep in that regard. Please tell me. I haven't heard anything. So I wonder at what point will this get to before baseball just says you know what we're not playing this year because ladies and gentlemen we're approaching June 1st half the season will be will be lost that's that's a guaranteed fact half the season will be lost gone and this has turned into a, a nasty battle over money like I mentioned earlier in this segment, you had a golden opportunity to actually sit here and take advantage of a starving sports craved country in which that you would have garnered massive ratings just just for the simple fact that baseball is back, it's back to being the national pastime. And you missed that on that opportunity. I don't know how much more I could sit here and tell you that you screwed your own self up. I don't know how much more 
that baseball fan can take before they begin to get sick of it. Because I can honestly sit here and tell you based on the comments, based on the things I've seen on social media, they're pretty fed up. I'm pretty fed up. And this is the first time where I'm saying, you know what, I, I hope you guys rot yourselves out. Because how we got to this point is absolutely absurd. It's actually embarrassing. And the fact that you that you two, you're the only sports league with this problem. You're the only one. What do you mean? The NHL? No problem whatsoever. No problem whatsoever. NBA. And the NBA is just about almost a done deal. It's just figuring out the very last little bit of the, of the logistics. That's it. The NFL? We're, we're starting on time in September. Screw you. Baseball is the only league and the only sport that can't get itself right. And it's got such a massive cultural problem that I am fed up. I am tired. And I, I am one of the biggest hardcore baseball fans that you'll know. And I am fed up and I am tired with the bickering between the players and the owners over money. And you got the three other major major professional sports leagues in this country all set and ready to go and return and you can't get out of your own damn way. Screw you. You don't have the best interest of the fan at heart. I'm tired. I'm I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off with the fact that whatever it is, you can't seem to figure it out. And even when you do come back, you know what? When I will I watch, I will I will, I will honestly admit, yeah, I, I'd watch, sure. But right now, I hope, I hope you don't end up playing this year. And even even if you do, would I really give it a ton of attention? Hmm. Don't know. Don't think so. I don't think so. The NHL will have my attention. The NBA will have my attention. The NFL, oh, you can bet your arms that it will have my attention. Baseball, for the first time in my life, I'm sitting here admitting that there's a chance they may not even get my full undivided attention. And that's saying a lot because I'm fed up and tired of the sport that, that, that can't seem to get its act together, especially under these extenuating circumstances. It's downright disgusting. It's downright insulting to the fans and the people who care about the sport deeply. And it's, it is disrespectful to everyone else right now who has always looked to baseball being the national pastime. But yet, somehow, someway, the owners and the players can't seem to come to an agreement, but especially the owners... And the, the, both the owners and the players are to blame right now. Amazing. Unbelievable. At this point, baseball, get it together before you begin to lose even more fans. Because that's, what, that's what's already happening. You're losing fans. Not getting new ones. It's been a great passionate show today um, we talked about a lot of things we talked about the situation that unfolded 
in Minneapolis with the murder of George Floyd. My heartfelt prayers and condolences goes out to his family and his friends. Um, and how that directly ties into the very reason that Colin Kaepernick took a knee in, in 2016. We talked about the return of the NHL and we talked about um, just now with Major League Baseball not seemingly knowing how to get out of its own way that I'm actively rooting for them to fail. It is strong, it's a strong opinion to have, but I I really just, I'm fed up, I'm angry. I'm angry, I'm, I'm, I'm angry with the sport because they don't know how to put aside their petty differences and come together for common goal. It's been an absolute pleasure and a blast to be here with you today on the Should Be Right Show on 91.5 FM, WMFO in Medford. Catch this show and all epi- and all broadcasts of the Should Be Right Show on iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. This is Should Be Rights. Have a great rest of your week. And I look forward to talking with you next week on the Should Be Right Show on 91.5 FM, WMFO in Medford. Take care, everybody. God bless.